0: Powered by MPB, this is the MPB Student Council Podcast, hosted by members of MPB Student Council. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the ACAST app to listen on your iPhone or Android device.
1: Hear ye, hear ye, let the second episode for the MPB Student Council Podcast commence. I'm your host, McKenna Mead, a 12th grader at Hernando High School. Now, today our episode is going to focus on the general student body's dissatisfaction with the current dress code and the recent protests springing up in different districts due to it. From student to superintendent, we plan to let everyone have a voice in this council discussion. With that out of the way, let's get to know the moderators and who are also a part of our council.
2: Hi, my name is Kayla Lauder, a current 11th grader at Lanier High School and I will be moderator one.
3: Hi, I'm moderator two. I'm Jack Durr, an eighth grader from Pearl Junior High School.
4: Hi, my name is Corinne Allen, and I am an eighth grader at Simpson Central, and I will be moderator number three.
5: Hi, I'm Marta Werdit, four. My name is Miles Williams, and I'm a 12th grader at Brandon High School.
1: Now that you've heard from our lovely moderators, let's move on to our perfect panelists. We currently have our panelists broken up into two groups, so this will be our first group. Dr. Toriano Holloway, a superintendent for the Simpson County School District. Robert Lee, an assistant principal at Pearl Junior High School, Kayla Jenkins, a teacher at Simpson Central, and Tiffany Alexi, an administrative assistant and MS in records at Pearl Junior High School. Now that we have all those introductions out of our wonderful way, moderator one, you have the floor.
2: All right. Hi, Dr. Holloway. My name is Kayla, and my question is, how often do you see dress code appeals, and is it more common with male or females presenting students?
6: So we don't see many dress code appeals, but uh, in in the past I've been a principal and assistant superintendent in districts that wore uniforms and those that did not. Most of the time, I hate to say this, but most of the time it's been females who were violators of the dress code. And I, I don't know any particular reason why But it just seemed to be that way. I've been in school districts where they got down to how many buttons were on the shirt. Some of that was to combat females with having a certain amount of buttons on their shirts where they could expose things. So most of the time in the school districts I've worked in, it's been females with the most dress code violations.
2: Thank you.
3: I'm moderator too. Dr. Holloway, do you get any requests from parents and staff in the school system to consider changes in the dress code? And did you ever act on it?
6: I have not. Here recently, our school board wanted to um, entertain the thought of going back to uniforms or going to uniforms, and we did not act on it. I've been a principal, again, in a a district who had uniforms and a district that did not have uniforms, and it did not make a significant difference in behavior, nor student achievement in my experience. It got down to leadership and the expectations of the administration and the teachers in the school, so I've worked in six school districts, seen it both ways, and in my opinion, it really doesn't make a difference. I do understand the need for uniforms because, again, there are days I wouldn't want to wear a suit, but being in the role that I'm in, I'm expected to somewhat wear uniforms. But I've been in many places, and it boils down to the expectations of the administrator, not necessarily what dress code you have or what's in the handbook as far as dress.
5: Thank you. Hi, Dr. Holloway. I'm moderator for, and my question for you is, how can principals, staff, and students all work together to come up with a dress code that is fair for everybody?
6: I think it takes understanding on both parts and what we call empathic listening. I think students need to understand the why. There's a reason we ask you to dress a certain way. The way you dress does impact your behavior and when you get into certain sectors of your professional life, there is expectation as far as how you present yourself. And presentation is everything. People judge you when they see you before you even open your mouth. And a lot of that understanding needs to come from students. I do think as adults that we need to do understand that times have changed a little bit. And I'll give you an example of what I mean when I say uh, how you dress affects the way you present yourself. My days as a high school principal, ever had problems at prom because kids dressed a different way at prom than they did at homecoming. We've had issues in the, the districts I've been in when I was a principal because, you know, because of the way kids dress, again, it does affect your behavior somewhat. So in my mind, I just think it takes understanding on both parties and listening and trying to understand the why. Yes, we're older. Yes, we may not be in hip or style or whatever you may call it, but The things we ask you to do as students is for a reason, uh, because the expectations are different. And as educators, it's our duty to prepare you for the real world. So I think it takes understanding and empathetic listening on both sides to understand the why. And whether it's a uniform or not, there's a reason behind what we ask you to do.
4: Hi, Dr. Holloway. I'm Corinne. And I was wondering, do you think it would be easier if there were school uniforms or would it take away from a student's individuality?
6: Well, I don't think there'll be a difference. I think the way you set yourself apart from others is to achieve higher, to work harder, not necessarily a dress, because no matter what style you may want to think that you are exuding or portraying, there's somebody else that's going to dress that way, but not everybody is successful. And I think that's one of the ways you set yourself apart is by working harder than others and achieving things that others said couldn't be achieved. So, and again, I go back to my experience as a principal. I think uniforms just present a different set of problems. I'm pretty sure Mr. Lee can speak to that. You just trade one set of problems for another as far as discipline problems. Because, you know, when I was a principal at St. Martin High School in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, a part of my day was spent dealing with discipline because kids didn't have their shirts tucked in. Well, I moved to Harrison Central High School and a different part of my day was dealt with dealing with kids who had sagging pants or who had their own color shirt Or So it's just a different set of problems. And I don't think there's a difference where there's a difference. is expectations from leadership. And if students want to set themselves apart, uh, work hard, do something great, something that hadn't been achieved before, replicate something that's been successful.
7: Thank you.
3: Mr. Lee, would you allow your student body to peacefully protest the dress code if they perceived it unfair?
7: J.D., it's good to see you, buddy. You know, that, that's a great question. I think if it fell within the parameters of keeping the school day from being disrupted and, you know, allowing us to do what our intention is, and, and that's to educate our students, I don't know that there would be anything that would be wrong with a peaceful protest within the guidelines of the school day. But, you know, anything that would be disruptive to the school day or have a negative impact on the learning environment or learning culture of the school, would that's where your problem would, would arise. And, and uh, that's certainly not something that we want to happen and, and would be in the best interest for everybody involved.
4: Mr. Lee, how do you often deal with the students breaking dress codes?
7: Our dress code is, in my opinion, it's fair and it's equitable. The main thing is, you know, we expect our students to be dressed appropriately and decently in a way that, as Dr. Holloway said, you know, dress for success. Dress for, you know, what you're looking to achieve and what you're wanting to accomplish. And when we have students who have dress code issues, we deal with them individually. Typically, we have them go in to the office and one of the administrators will make a determination on their dress. At that point, they will call a parent if the dress is deemed inappropriate. They'll call a parent where they can you know, have some clothes brought to them. They'll re- remain in our in-school isolation room until the parent arrives. If no clothes can be brought to them, we do have a very limited number of clothes in what we call a clothes closet at the school where we might get a t-shirt or a pair of sweatpants or something like that for the student to wear to get them through the day. But if those options both fail, unfortunately, the student has to remain in in school isolation for the day due to the dress code violation.
2: Principal Lee, yes, ma'am. do teachers have a dress code and is it similar to the student body's own dress code?
7: Yes, ma'am. There is a faculty and staff dress code and it is in line with the student dress code for the most part. There may be some subtle differences, but you know, your major sticking points for us, you know, everything being appropriately covered, everything being of the proper length and that type thing, holes in garments and that type thing. All of that does apply to our faculty and and we expect them to dress as professionals. You know, it's important to remember, I think students oftentimes may not understand or know this, but the respective school boards for our school districts are the ones who establish and, and determine the dress code for the schools. And we simply as administrators and teachers, we have to enforce the rules that they have for the students. And we have to follow the rules that they have in place for the the staff and the faculty on the respective campuses. And it's not something that, you know, Dr. Holloway didn't sit down and draw up a dress code list for his school's and I, certainly I was not involved in anything like that with our schools. Our community members who are in charge of, of our schools are the ones who sat down and followed the you know, guidelines and all of their own communities and determining what should and shouldn't be worn at school. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Uh, Mr. Lee, you kind of already touched on this, but my question for you is, do you think dress codes are equal to everyone?
7: If you were talking in regards to students and faculty, I I would say that they are equal in comparison to the two groups that you're looking at. I think that, you know, it's difficult for a, a teacher or a faculty or staff member to address a student dress code issue if they are in the same type clothing or if they're not following the dress code guidelines that have been set forth for the faculty and staff. If you're speaking in relationship to uniforms versus not uniforms, I'm going to agree with Dr. Holloway again here. I haven't seen anything. I've worked in places where there were both. I have not seen a significant difference. I think with uniforms, the biggest difference is it eliminates your socioeconomic issues that might arise from the type of clothes that some kids are able to get and and other kids are not. So I think that's something that could be viewed as a positive in relation to a dress code. But I believe on the flip side of that, it does take away from that individuality. I believe once students hit junior high school and certainly into high school, they're starting to develop their own identity. They're starting to develop who they are. And oftentimes the type dress and clothing that they wear helps them to identify, you know, who they are and, and what their goals and aspirations and that type thing are. So I think there's fairness in both options. I think there's fairness in regards to students and faculty, but certainly, you know, there could be arguments made that, you know, some things may be a little bit different or some things may be a little bit better, just depending on what that particular thing may be.
2: I have a quick question. Back when you were going to school, how was dress code for you? And then was there anything that you feel like, you know, how you wanted to dress?
7: I uh I was in uniforms from kindergarten through sixth grade. I wore uniforms. And I can tell you that one of the things that we looked forward to the most moving into the junior high, I went to a school where elementary was K through six and junior high was seven and eight. We were able to wear our own clothes. We didn't have to wear the uniform anymore. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember anything being real fascinating about wearing my own clothes too much after that it's kind of like dr holloway mentioned earlier the excitement of not having to wear uniforms was there but then it just got replaced by trying to figure out which pants are clean and which shirts you know you have did i wear this shirt last week have i worn it already this week because you know your mom might wash two or three times a week and and so it just presented a As as silly as it sounds, it just presented a different kind of problem that you didn't have before with the uniforms. Because to be perfectly honest, if you do wear a uniform, as long as you didn't spill food on it or get dirt, you could probably wear it two or three days in a row and nobody would know the difference. But uh, I did enjoy, you know, wearing the clothes that I wanted to wear and, and that type stuff. But I don't remember it being anything that was just I woke up every day you know, just excited about it, excited and fixated on the fact that I no longer had to wear the uniform. It just kind of wore off after a while. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Hi, Ms. Jenkins. I'm Corinne, and I was wondering, how often do you enforce the school dress codes with your students?
1: Hey, Corinne. It's good to see you. So, as far as enforcing the school dress code, I will say that I do not have too terribly many issues with dress code violations. So it's not something that I have to address very often. Now, at the same time, let's say that I get something at the end of the day. If a student's been at school all day long and I've just seen them at the end of the day, it's probably, unless it's something that's very distracting or completely inappropriate, it's not going to be something that I address because I prefer to have my students in my class rather than to send them elsewhere.
5: I miss Jenkins. My question for you is, would you say you are strict on dress codes and why or why not?
1: As long as students, to me, as long as they are, they look appropriate, it's nothing alarming. Honestly, dress code doesn't really cross my mind. As long as appropriate body parts are covered, there's no holes in anything. As I said to Corinne, I really just prefer to have my students in my classroom and not in ISS or not in the office waiting on their parents to bring them clothes
2: Thank you. Hey, Ms. Jenkins. I'm Kayla. My question to you is, what are teachers' dress code, and is it similar to students' dress code?
1: Our dress codes are very much similar. Of course, teachers aren't going to come to school. Like one of our big ones that we do battle with are holes in pants because that is just on trend right now. Teachers are not allowed to do that. I will say that teacher dress codes are just a little bit more strict because we are professionals. So whenever we come to school, we know we're not going to come in t-shirt and blue jeans. While that might be okay for students, you know, we come dressed for our job. So we still have the same rules, but our, I guess our uniform, you could call it, just has to be a little bit more work appropriate and not cashable.
2: Okay, and one more thing, because I go to Lanier High School and I know that my teachers they have to dress a certain way throughout the weekdays, Monday through Thursdays, but on Friday they do let our teachers like wear jeans or something. So do they allow y'all to have like a certain type of way y'all can dress on Fridays?
1: Yes, we have a, a casual Friday, is what I consider it. You can do jeans and then a school related t shirt. Okay. Or you can remain in your professional clothes.
2: Okay. Thank you.
3: All right, Mrs. Alexi, what are your thoughts regarding dress code affecting a student's mental health or self-esteem?
8: Hi, Jack. Being that my degree is in psychology, I know that what you wear has a lot to do with how you feel and with the way you feel, especially with children in middle school, will probably affect the way they go about their day. And The dress code that we have, I do think, and I have to agree with Mr. Lee and Dr. Holloway, they're very fair dress codes, and I would hope that the dress code that we have at our school encourages a good quality day, which would help encourage a good mental health in that child, because if you don't feel good, in what you're wearing, it's going to affect you. You're not going to have a good day. You're going to, you know, feel like you bombed a test or, you know, you're just not going to smile or hold your head up high. You're going to feel like people are judging you. You're going to feel depressed a little bit. I mean, that's taking it way to the other extreme. But you know how you feel when you, you know, at Christmas, when you get new clothes and you wear that new shirt or whatever on the first day back to school, you feel happy, you know, you have that oomph when you walk. Well, that I would hope a good, healthy, fair dress code would instill in every single student.
3: Yes, ma'am. I have another question. Do you believe the dress code should be updated to better fit this day and age?
8: The dress code that I saw when my I have a daughter that's twenty-one, she's a senior in college now. The dress code I saw with her is different than the dress code you're seeing in your time in junior high and high school. So I do think it has evolved a little bit, but as mentioned, the holes in the jeans, me personally as a mama and as faculty in a school, I don't find that acceptable in a school. And I don't think that that should be accepted. And like spaghetti straps or even the slides, you know, when you run and, you know, you could slip out of the slides and fall and really hurt yourself. So when my oldest was in high school and junior high, they had a, rule about skirts being way too short and I'm you know I'm talking way way short but I don't see that as a problem now you know in a 2022 school year so I do see that some things have changed and some things have evolved with the times but we do have to use a little common sense and we do have to think of the education atmosphere. So I don't think some of the evolving of what the students would want, I don't think that's going to come.
3: Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
8: Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Well, now that we've heard a little bit from everyone, I just want to ask if you guys have any closing thoughts. We'll start with Dr. Holloway.
6: As I said earlier, I don't think it's about necessarily whether a school or school district has uniforms or not. I think it's about what the expectations are in place and the culture that exists within the school or the school district. It takes understanding on both the students part and the staff part and some empathic listening about what's important and where we want to go. But again, I think it's imperative that students understand ultimately what we're trying to prepare you for as far as entering the real world and being successful. Those are my few thoughts.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Holloway. Mr. Chris Lee.
7: I think at the end of the day, it's important for everybody to, you know, understand and remember and and know that the most important thing is protecting and preserving a learning environment in our schools for all of our students. And, you know, dress code is one of those things that can cause some disruption in that regard. And, you know, every time a student is out of dress code and has to wait in ISS for clothes to be delivered or, or unfortunately ends up there for the day, something along those lines, they're being removed from that learning environment. And they're missing that critical and crucial time. So for me, it's all about protecting that instructional time and doing everything that can be done to make sure that all of our students have that and the dress code can at times be an issue related to that, but the rules that are there, I believe, are in place to protect and preserve that instructional time, and and that's the most important part of our day.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Lee. Ms. Jenkins, do you have anything? Yes, Yes. with both Dr. Holloway and Mr. Lee, and as a teenager and a young adult, is that you dress for not the job that you have, but that the job that you desire and the job that you want, and especially at your ages. You know that should be on your mind right now, and you know what do you want to do? Nobody's saying come to school every day in a suit and tie or slacks, young ladies. But think about what you want to be, you know, and and how would how would you look for that job? How would you present yourself? Thank you so much, Miss Jenkins. I do have one question for Miss Alexi. What do you think students want to see, like in changes in the dress code or just in general?
8: Well, Mister Lee will say, tell you that I have a lot of interaction with the children. Um, And they tell me things. And one thing, and I think it was touched upon, the holes in the jeans. And I think that is a fashion right now. It's a fad trend, whatever you want to call it. They would love to see lax on that now immediate. But in the future, I think that they would want to wear what they want to wear, which I hope would never happen. But just here and now, they cannot understand why they cannot wear holy jeans.
1: Okay. Is there any final thoughts that you have regarding this?
8: I agree with the panel as a whole. You know, we want to preserve the education of these children. And no matter how unfair some of them may think it is, In the future, I would hope that they would see the big picture of it and they do see, hey, they had my best interest at heart and something will click in them and, you know, they get it. You know, we're not doing this to pick on any of the kids. We're not, you know, trying to single any of them out. We're just trying to preserve that educational process like Mr. Lee touched on.
1: All right. Well, I would love to thank everyone for joining us. Please stay tuned for part two. All right, welcome back to part two of our MPB Student Council episode on dress codes. It's time for me to introduce our panel members. So first up, we have Adrienne Williams, who happens to be our very own Miles Williams' mother. She's coming in to give her voice. We have Emma Ming, a student from Hernando High School, who is also a 12th grader. And we have Charles Letchworth, a teacher of Simpson Central. Now, with that
2: out of the way, moderator one, you have the floor. Hi, Ms. Williams, I have a question for you. Do you agree with the current dress code at your child's school?
0: Yes. Actually, they just wear regular clothes, so no uniform. So it's kind of a yes and a no, because some days when I have gone to the school, he's a senior now, so I don't go as much, but um, when I did go when he was younger and they didn't have a dress code, I was really surprised that some of the clothes that students were allowed to wear but it did not impact instruction or academics because the school was a very high-performing school, and I haven't really heard of many discipline problems. So for me, if it's not broken, you know, leave it alone. So they, the school district that he's in, which is Brandon or Rankin County School District, it's a, a really good, great school. And I think the focus, or I'm pretty sure the focus is always on safety as well as academics. So for me, I have no complaints or concerns about the way the students are allowed to dress.
2: Thank you.
4: I have a question for Emma. What are your thoughts regarding dress codes affecting a student's mental health or self-esteem?
9: I think that sometimes dress code, when you get dress coded at school, it can be almost humiliating especially if you think you are in dress code or don't feel like there's a problem with what you're wearing, especially if you're called out in front of maybe your entire class. It's embarrassing to think that there could be something wrong with what you're wearing. Thank
5: you. Hi, Mr. Lynchworth. My question for you is when you were a student, did your school have dress codes?
10: No, not like official, like uniform dress codes. We were allowed to wear whatever we, you know, we wanted, but teachers really didn't monitor what we wore. Like there were certain shirts we couldn't wear or we couldn't wear our jeans a certain way. So yes, we could wear whatever we wanted, but we did have some guidelines. And I think, you know, I guess looking back on the thing, it then, it wasn't enjoyable. You know, we wanted to wear what we wanted to wear, but now kind of as on the education side, I kind of understand why there at least should be some form of guidelines when it comes to dress code. Thank
5: you.
3: Miss Williams. As a parent, do you feel it's justified to send a child home from school due to a break in dress code?
0: I would say yes. As a parent, also as a I'm an administrator as well. So I understand that there are rules and guidelines. So for me, for my child, it's school, right? And so the the rule or the guideline or the dress code says no holes in your jeans. And he wears holes in his jeans. Well, he has broken that rule. And as a parent, I feel like the school, that's what they should do. They should follow whatever rules they have in place, whatever those consequences are in place, if you break them. And that's just in life in general. So if you do something in life and you break a rule, whether that's speeding, whether that's driving without a license or doing anything, then there are consequences to face. So yes, I think that school's have the right and it should be enforced and as a parent I support schools 100% and you know as long as those guidelines are clear students are made aware of them parents are made aware of them then yes I do agree.
3: Yes ma'am thank you.
2: Mr. Lethworth do you believe the dress code should be updated to better fit this day and age?
10: Hmm. That is a really good question. You know, if you look at in the student manuals and parent manuals that we you get at the beginning of the year, you will see a lot of things in the dress code that are outdated a little bit. So, yes, I do think that every year, you know, administrators and superintendents should get together and look at the dress code and also get feedback from parents, get feedback from students. And it, it should really be uh, updated every year. Yes. And then. You know, as styles change, there's more things that you have to add to the dress code because, you know, like I said, styles do change. So there's different things you got to add. So, yes, I do think it should be updated and at least looked at, you know, every year, if not, you know, maybe every two, every three years and something like that.
1: All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Up next, M.M. So my question for you is, do you think that the way a person dresses could be a distraction?
9: I mean, I think there are definitely guidelines that should be in place. There are a reason we have those guidelines. There's also sometimes I think some things are stretched. I don't always understand the tank top situations at school, especially when it's, I guess, really hot outside. But I think the distraction part of school, when it comes down to a point that at least at my school at Hernando, I feel like girls are more often dress coded for things, even if guys are wearing the exact same things they're not dress coded. And I guess sometimes I just don't understand how girls are distracting, but guys aren't.
2: Has the dress code at your school ever affected you or someone you know?
9: So I've never been personally dress coded, but several of my friends have been dress coded. And I think usually it's not something for like a breach of like direct dress code rules. Like when there are rules in the dress code, they say like skirts have to be at fingertip length or below the knee. So you follow those rules because they're clear cut or rips in the jeans have to be um, below the knee or you can't wear them. So you follow those rules. It's things when sometimes certain people get targeted at school, but sometimes it's about body weight gets targeted over maybe girls who are wearing something that fits them like tighter or slimmer. So I think I've had friends that get dress coded for things like that solely because teachers target certain people for wearing certain things. And that could just be at my school personally. But I have had friends personally affected by dress code.
5: I have a question for you, Mr. Letchworth. When a student is dress coded, does it mainly depend on who the student is and whether they're male or female? And does it also depend on who the teacher is? for them to actually get dress coded or to not have any punishment?
10: Well, that's a really, really good question. When it comes to dress code, I do believe that there are educators that really focus on that. And there are some that don't. There are some educators that just don't feel comfortable addressing it. You know, to be honest, to me, it's it's hard for me to... To look at it. Now, if something is like blatantly inappropriate, that's easy to look at. But, you know, when it comes to like how short something is, it's kind of uncomfortable for me to address it. I do try to follow, you know, my handbook rules and stuff and I do look for things. But if it's just not really blatant, I don't, you know, I don't address it as much. And I, you know, this is my 12th year in education. I've worked in schools that have no dress code, And I've worked in schools where we had a uniform dress code policy. So like I said, I always try to watch. Uh, I do think some teachers focus on more than others. But, you know, when it comes to punishment, I usually always try to warn first. And usually the students, and I'm not saying this is the case with everybody either, but usually students who are just repeated offenders who do it over and over again are the ones that get the more severe punishment. I've had students in the past that they have been, asked not to wear a certain pair of jeans for at least three or four times and they'd still wear them anyway. So when it comes to that, that's not so much a dress code violation anymore. That's more of an act of defiance. So that is a different issue altogether and should be addressed. So, you know, little small things or if it's a one-time thing, you know, it's mainly a warning. uh, But if it just continues over and over again, then it, like I said, it gets into a different realm and should be addressed with more severe punishments.
1: Mr. Lushworth, I have a question for you.
10: Um,
1: What did you think about what Emma said about teachers picking on some students and not other students? Do you agree with that?
10: No, uh, I mean, you know, teachers are human. So for me to say that that doesn't happen, I would be, you know, I'd be too far stretching. Like I said, for me, I would just think it was more the ones that, you know, it's just like repeated offenses, but You know, every teacher has their own style when it comes to dress code or, you know, they have some things that they look at, you know, over other things. So depending on what the student is wearing, it could just be that teacher just focuses on that one thing and always has to correct it. I've had teachers in the past that I knew for for certain they were going to notice shorts that were too short or skirts that were too short. They would just automatically notice that. And there were always the teachers that said something to the students about it. So I guess it just depends on the teacher. Some teachers look for things and some don't. So it could just vary.
1: All right. Well, this has been a lovely discussion. I'm going to ask everyone for their final thoughts. So we will begin with Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams, do you have any final thoughts on our dress code discussion?
0: Um, I guess just The questions were really, really great, and I believe that dress code is important. Whether that's you have a uniform or whether that students don't wear a uniform, but there are specific rules to go along with that, I think that dress code is important and that it can affect the learning environment. I've been in schools in the Delta. I've been in schools in the central and right now where I am, our students are required to wear a particular dress. It's a dress code and it does affect, it affects everything. And for me as a parent, I've seen both sides of it. So I'm not the one to say that. Schools have to have uniforms because my first job as a principal, I actually took uniforms out of my school, but I've seen that uniforms do work and the facility I'm at now, our students have to wear uniforms, but it's all about the administrators all about the expectations it's all about having buy-in from your community from your stakeholders and from your students and making sure that they have a voice so i'm glad that this council is a voice for students across the state and that issues like these are being discussed it's very important so thank you for your work and for all that you're doing for the students of mississippi
1: well thank you so much dr williams I'm going to move on to Emma Ming. Emma Ming, what are your final thoughts on our dress code discussion?
9: I think from a student's point of view, it was very interesting to get a parent's and a teacher's point of view on this. I haven't actually heard a teacher's point of view on dress code before, so that was very interesting to hear. And I really enjoyed everyone else's ideas, especially on the questions asked. They were very thought-provoking questions. So I think at least... Some things could be changed to dress code. I definitely agree with what Mr. Letchworth said, that the dress code should change with time. But I thought this was very interesting. So thank you.
1: All right. Thank you, Emily. Okay. Mr. Letchworth, what are your final thoughts on our student dress code discussion?
10: All right. Well, once again, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. You know, when it comes to life, there's things that we got to do. And there's things that we, you know, we maybe not want to do when it comes to, you know, policies, laws, procedures and stuff. Unfortunately, dress code is one of them. The way I look at it, my job is to prepare you for life as much as possible. And I have never had a job where I did not have a uniform or like a dress code policy to follow. As a teacher, I have a policy I have to follow. I can't wear jeans except on a certain day. Uh, My shirt has to be tucked in. So these are things that many employers, you know, expect you to know and to kind of follow. So in a way, dress codes are kind of a way to prep you for life. But I do understand like the frustration with them. And I do understand that sometimes the expectations and procedures are not enforced like they should be. But just because that is the issue, you know, we still need to remember that dress code policy does have its place, and it does prepare us for the future, in you know certain ways. Like I said, uh, great questions. I enjoy being here. I'm glad that we have young people doing this, and it's been a real pleasure to be a part of
1: it. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was the end of our panel two. Stay tuned for our student discussion, which will be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. All right, well, I guess it's been two shakes of a lamb's tail, because now we're on to the student discussion. Our discussion today is going to be on dress code and basically how the students feel, because we're in our student section. So I know we've heard from all the teachers and that student opinion typically isn't seen as equal to our wonderful teachers and superintendents. But I think that it's important that we all ask things. For example, has there ever been talk of a protest at your school? I mean, me personally, I've had plenty of talk at my school. I don't know if Ming has heard the same thing, but at my school, there was a protest where people talked about taking from the scarlet letter and getting to create a scarlet letter and put it on their chest, which would either be an S for student or D for dress code because they were dissatisfied with how everything was going. Now, I don't know if everyone heard of it, but I was certainly interested in it. And I would say that I tried my best to get it to go. But unfortunately, it was shot. Corinne, did you ever have a situation like that? Not necessarily a protest,
4: but you know, we're all teenagers and everybody talks about it and everybody like thinks that, oh, we should protest against having a dress code. And I think that, in my opinion, it would be a good idea to have a protest just so a student's opinion could get out and be heard. But no, we've never had an actual just protest. Miles, have you ever had a protest?
5: There's currently kind of sort of one going on right now at my school, but I've never had one to go on about dress code. This one is about students like being in a hallway getting to go to use the restroom. So students have uh, started a petition and now other students are signing to get rid of this new system cuz out of all of the times I've been in school there hasn't been just a strict limit on if you can go to the restroom. Can you go to another teacher's room to turn in something? But now they, my school has started this system to where there can only be like 10 students out at a time out of the whole school. And it's a pretty big school. So people have even been posting social media and just showing me in person how they have been waiting 16, 20 minutes to go to the restroom. And I feel like that's not a good thing considering how many students you have in a school because eventually that might get the student punished. Like you don't want to use the restroom on yourself. So you're going to get up and walk out of the class and go to the restroom. And there's only you know 10 people that can be out at a time. So I feel like that's just, it needs to change back to the way it was because it's gonna cause a lot of problems eventually. Kayla, did you have anything?
2: Um, honestly, I feel like at my school, we shouldn't even be focused on really our protest for dress codes because our education level at my school is not even at it its high. So honestly, I don't think so. I feel like us, we dress how we wanna dress because that is us. That's our character as far as me. If they were to ever change something in the way that we dress, I feel like maybe we could have something on this like, say what you got on mouths. Maybe your school could put like your logo on there. And then on like Fridays, we wear basically whatever we want. Because some days I know that when I was in middle school, it's uniform. So there's nothing a girl could hate on this girl or nothing this boy could hate on this boy about because we're wearing the same things. Mostly what we will dress up was our jacket and our shoes. So our shoes will match our jacket. And then what's the problem nowadays in in our school system is just everybody basically wants to wear what they want to wear. And also, some days people just don't feel like waking up putting this or that on. So To answer that question, we don't have any
9: protesting. What about you, Emma? So I actually, I go to school with McKenna, so I didn't hear about the protest that she was talking about, but I have heard about like other stuff going on with our school dress code because it's a little outdated, but the real problem with our dress code isn't in its existence, but it's in the way that there is a lot of unfairness and who gets targeted with dress code. Miles, do you have any, like, at your school, do people get, like, unfairly targeted by dress code?
5: In my opinion, I feel like everybody agrees with this, but mostly it would be girls that get more of the, you know, punishment on dress codes. I mean, I I don't know the reason for that, but I do know girls are more likely to get dress coded than boys.
2: So, Miles, if you don't mind me asking you, what is something that boys mostly get targeted for? And then my next question to you is, since what girls wear is a big distraction, what would you find a distraction to you that a girl might wear that, you know, you just don't want to see where you're at school?
5: So for males, I feel like the only thing that I can see a male getting dress coded for is the workout shirts. Like, You know, the shirts that have a big hole, like from the underarm all the way almost to the stomach, they'll probably be the only thing that a male could get dress coded for other than wearing headgear, like a hat inside of the building. Other than that, I don't see any other reason that a male would get just truly dress coded at my school. And for the second question, it's way more stricter on girls and I know for a fact that like they can't wear certain like leggings and if they do they have to have a jacket that goes so far down and there's certain just regulations that go on with that and for me I mean I don't pay attention to anybody because I'm not the type of person that's just like talkative and active at school but I'm active in like you know certain groups and stuff but I'm not just the talking person type. So I don't really just pay attention to other people because I don't even judge people. So I just mainly just go to school and focus on my my grades. That's my biggest priority when I go to school. I don't I don't try to talk to anybody because I try to stay focused on my grades. So that's okay. my biggest. Thank
2: you. You're welcome. I
1: want to hop in real quick and I want to just say something before we move on to the next question. I feel like the dress code kind of places an expectation on the students to create a learning environment, which I think is unfair on the students, because it's not our job to create the learning environment. We're there to learn. So when you take us out of class, what you're doing is you're changing a workplace environment, which is what most of our people have said that they wanted. You're changing it into an environment where all I can think about is, you know, is my chest too big? Is it showing or my knees are showing? Am I going to get it dress coded? Am I going to put an ALC? And I think that's unfair. That is completely unfair on the students to kind of deal with that. And I feel like, yes, females are more widely targeted, but I also feel like if you're going to target females, you need to target males or just stop targeting us at all and if you fix the dress code to be more equal, and I just want you to apply it equally, you know? And I feel like the idea of creating a uniform doesn't help. And you guys can hop in at any point if you agree or disagree with me. I know I'm kind of hogging this just a little bit, but I just want to get this out there. I feel like the uniform doesn't help at all because we're not considering social economic status and uniforms cost money and most schools make people pay for uniforms. I feel like if we do that, that's then going to target people who aren't in the place to buy a uniform which then creates a divide, a social economic divide. So it just feels like we need to fix this school dress code. There's certain places where I can agree with it. I could be like, you know, okay, I understand don't come to school in the crop top, you know, showing everything like your whole midriff. I understand that. But when I come to school and me personally, I got dress coded because I wore a sweater that was not proper. Uh, the sweater was a complete pink sweater, covered me completely, but it was improper because when I stretched my hand up, you could see just a little bit of my midriff. And so I got dress coded, taken out of class, and I felt it was extremely unfair considering that nobody had said anything, not even the teacher. It was just a teacher walking by who noticed me, and she said that that was out of school dress code. So I feel like not only do the uniforms do not help us, but I feel like the teachers are against us instead of helping us, if that makes sense.
4: I would also like to add something just along the lines with the uniforms and why we kind of shouldn't have them. I know that around where I'm from it's kind of a I wouldn't say poor place but like our school district didn't have as much money as other school districts would have and I know that dress co- like you said dress codes do um, they do cost money I, and I think that that'd be some money that could go to another program or another something that it honestly just be wasted because not a lot of people would want them and also I think it would take away from like a student's self-esteem because I know whenever I get new clothes the first thing I do is okay how am I going to style this to make sure like how what what um what compliments am, am I ready to get like the next day and i think that uniforms will honestly take away from that just because you're excited to get those clothes but if you have a uniform you can't wear those clothes because you have
9: to wear that specific thing every day
1: Emma miles i'd like to hear if you guys have any thoughts
9: i think about the distraction or like like i'm not when i get dressed in the morning i'm not thinking especially for school i'm not thinking how am i going to distract every single person in my classroom i'm thinking about how I'm going to make it through second block without like losing my mind because it's college and career readiness. Okay. Like your purpose of going to school is to learn. You're not going to school to distract everyone. So I don't understand why I go to school and my body is instantly viewed as something that could be a possible distraction for everyone in the room because it's not, it's just, I think I just don't, I don't understand it almost. And
1: once so. more, that kind of that kind of comes back full circle because it's like they're putting expectations on us. You know, it's not my fault that the teacher's looking at me. And the first thing he thinks is, oh, my God, the shoulders, man. It's not my fault. I'm I'm coming to learn in your class. And all you can focus on is my shoulders or my ankles or my knees. And it's not fair. It's generally not. And it makes me angry about that. Now, Miles, I would like to hear your opinion because you are a male in a group of females. And then Kayla and Corinne, if you have any thoughts, of course, you're free to jump in. Of course, Ming, you are too.
5: So like I said, when I go to school, I mean, I just throw on any like, depending on, you know, shorts or jeans, like that's it. Like as a male, you just truly can't get dress coded, I feel like, not unless your shorts are just like beyond short, but other than that, I feel like a male just truly can't get dress coded like a female. And as I stated earlier, I'm just focused on my grades. Like that is a big thing. Like even in my family, grades are important. Like if I if I don't have anything, like if I have a 90, my parents would get worried. Like I have to keep my grades up, like at least a 93. because so, you know, my mom has a doctorate. My dad was salutatory in high school. He went back and got his master's. So I have to have good grades. So I'm not focused on anybody, not even my friends when I go to school. I'm just so focused on, you know, having good grades and making sure I keep my 4.0 GPA. But for other males, I feel like it could be a thing with them just starting to mature or, oh, I think she's pretty or this or that. But I can't just speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself.
1: All right. Well, of course, we've heard from our wonderful students today, and I'm going to go down the line before coming back to myself on our final thoughts. So, Miles Williams, what is your final thoughts on all of this?
5: My final thoughts on all of this is that dress codes should be reevaluated for females because they're targeted the most, and they're honestly the only people that you see getting dress coded. So, I feel like the dress code should be reevaluated and talked over with not just the higher ups as like the teachers and the superintendents and the principals. It should be uh sit-down with students also so they can actually see their points of view and how the dress code actually needs to be so it can still be professional, but also to the liking of the students.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Miles. Corinne? I think
4: that just overall like Miles said with girls like of all ages were always targeted like of how we dress and it's a very it's a very big thing like how we dress is not allowed and stuff like that and I think that if they really just went back and just listened to the students and listened to females about how we dress and some of the things that we would like to think that if we just went over why stuff happened I think that may kind of solve a sort of issue but I think that if administrators and people who are over making the actual dress code if they would just listen to the students I feel like we wouldn't have as many quote-unquote problems with the dress code
1: all
2: right thank you so much Corinne Kayla what are your thoughts I believe that, you know, basically what's really going on is things are getting to where it's like they want us to, or the system want us to do basically what it used to be, but they're not thinking about that. The world is changing and things are getting different. So I think that they should, first and foremost, they should update the student handbook because it's outdated and- We should start seeing some improvements on the dress code because the schools are not even focused on education; it's more focused on dress code rather than that. So, like McKenna said, I agree on you know uniforms not even going to help because we have other main focuses than a uniform. And I just want to say thanks, and everybody did great. Thank you so
1: much, Kayla. And I agree with you; everyone did great. Now, Ming. File thoughts, if you
9: have any. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you all for having me. This was a great experience for me to participate in. I definitely agree with Kayla. There have got to be some updates to our dress code. Uh, the world is changing, mm-hmm. and so should the rules that we live by in our school, especially when they dictate how we're allowed to present ourselves in the hallways and in classrooms. I also think that maybe staff should be required to take some courses on how to implement dress code the way that dress code is used to target students maybe proper teaching on how that works could lessen the specific targeting and the ratio between how women are targeted more than men are so I don't know but uh thank you guys for having me so much I really enjoyed this all right thank you so much Now,
1: for those of you who forget, I'm McKenna Mead, and these are going to be my final thoughts. I really agree with what everyone has said. Basically, all of my council members, I completely agree with. I have disagreed with some of the things that the other people have said, but I've also seen a middle ground where we can meet and we can compromise, or at least hash out something that's different and makes everyone feel good about this. I do want to leave one final parting thought before I get to end this wonderful discussion. It is not the students, or my responsibility to create an environment where your child learns. It is the school's responsibility to turn around, make that environment, and make sure that it is a safe space for everyone. Please, if anyone who is listening is considering asking their fellow counsel or just someone to try and make a change to the dress code, I implore you to think about how this is going to affect everyone and to think, you know, if I was in high school right now, at these kids' ages, would I be upset if someone came up to me and went, hey, you know, I can see your knees. You really need to go change right now because it's not going to make you feel good. It isn't. It just really isn't. But those are my final thoughts on all of this. And I completely enjoyed the entire discussion. I hope our viewers have enjoyed as well. So before we head out, I really, really want to thank all of everyone for joining us in now everyone includes kayla who is our moderator one jack who is our moderator two Corinne, who's our lovely moderator three and miles our magnificent moderator four i want to thank the panelists from part one mr robert lee who's an assistant principal at pearl junior high school i want to thank tiffany alexi who's administrative assistant at pearl junior high school i want to thank dr holloway who is a superintendent for simpson county district I want to thank Miss Jenkins, the teacher from Simpson Central, for coming on, and I, of course, want to thank our second panelist, Miss Adrian Williams, who is a parent of Miles, our very own council member, and Ming, our student, who happened to join us for our discussion, which I think was very productive. And Charles Letchworth, the teacher at Simpson Central High School. Everyone, lovely, and I thank you all so much for joining us. The MPB Student Council Podcast is adjourned.
0: You've been listening to the MPB Student Council Podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the ACAST app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.